Welcome to the Live Clearly podcast. In this podcast, we focus on wealth strategies that help you build your financial potential and live a healthy, extraordinary life. We discuss the power of living with clarity, pursuing possibilities, and creating a clear financial roadmap. Now, onto the show with your Live Clearly enthusiast, Rebecca Novin Cannon. Hello, and welcome to Live Clearly with Rebecca Novin Cannon. Today, it's an interesting title that we've got. It is Protection First, a philosophy to live by. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I, I love the title. Thank you for sending me a little bit of these notes and kind of what you're going to talk about today. Uh, I, I love the title, A Philosophy to Live by Protection First. And I, I think of all sorts of things with my kids and bike helmets and bubble wrap and and, and all sorts of things. But how does that equate to today's podcast? So, so protection first means exactly what it sounds like mm-hmm. in the planning process. Once we gather all of the information that we talked about in, in our previous podcasts, all the discovery, mm-hmm. and we arrange it on our model, we work from what I call the top down. And what we address first is protection first. Okay. So that's the top of the pyramid. That's where we're starting at first. So what does it look like when you do that? Right. So instead of a pyramid, I want you to envision a like boxes. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but protection comes in many forms, right? It it comes in the form of auto insurance. Mm -hmm. It comes in the form of homeowner's insurance. It comes in the form of excess liability. Some people call this umbrella insurance that sits above your home and your automobile coverage. Mm -hmm. It comes in the form of health insurance, right? Depending upon your age, we might be also talking about long-term care insurance. It comes in the form of short and long-term disability insurance, comes in the form of wills, comes mm. in the form of healthcare proxies, power, power of attorneys. It also comes in the form of trusts. And last but not least, it comes in the form of life insurance. So that, that's a huge list. And l- let me just be clear. You're saying that you go through all of this first? Indeed. Once we have gone through the discovery process, like I said before, we start to tackle this entire protection component and we, we tackle it first. So think about your automobile. Mm-hmm. It has safety features, right? Yeah, there, there's a couple there. Yeah, right. What 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 can you think of? What safety features uh, are most important in your car? Oh, I've got well, seat belts first thing to come to mind. I've got airbags. I've got uh, cameras uh, for for safety. And in fact, the newer cars have some cameras just to record even while you're not in there for safety, which is kind of neat. It's crazy yeah. <laughs> technology. So right on our model. And if, if, we're, if you're really interested in what the model looks like, there's a picture on my website inside my white paper. But for purposes of this podcast, I'm going to try to paint a picture of the model for all the listeners. Okay. So to begin, I want you to imagine four long rectangular protection drawers, and they're colored gold, and they sit perched above all of your assets and liabilities, almost like a halo over your balance sheet or over your life. And below that, below this halo or this, this, these box of protection drawers, we have assets in blue, which include things like personal property, your savings, investments, retirement assets, and your business. And on the same plane right next to those assets, we're going to have your liabilities. And they're in red, of course, and there are four red drawers. And then below, I want you to visualize a shelf of green, almost like a foundation of grass sitting below your assets and liabilities. This is what we call cash flow. And it's an essential part of the model. You right. can't measure how healthy an economy or a balance sheet is without looking at cash flow. And so that cash flow measures what's your gross amount of dollars coming in, 
what's going out for insurance, what's being saved, what are your tax and debt costs, and lastly, what do you have left over for lifestyle? Hmm. So, so as a woman, I remember first having children, I looked at my automobiles completely differently. I was looking mm-hmm. for safety first. So that protection halo on our financial model, again, seatbelts and airbags in your car, maybe your backup camera as well. The cash flow that sits below, I'm going to say are akin to the tires on your car. So tell me something, Eric, if you're driving 75 miles an hour on the interstate and there's a bubble on your front right tire or your cash flow, right? Do you want to know about the bubble on the tire before or after the tire bursts? Oh, as much as I enjoy changing tires on the side of a highway, I'm <laughs> going to go with before. Before, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, before. I, love, I love changing tires. Just yeah. the other day, my, my, I had a um, an alarm go off that my left rear tire was low, and it freaks me out immediately. Whenever that comes on, it's like, oh, no, it's going to ruin my whole day. <laughs> but right, so 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 we want to know before that bubble bursts, mm-hmm. right? And what else do we want to know before, God forbid, <laughs> if we crash? What do you want to know? In terms of protection, what do we want to know is working? In my car? Yes. Oh, seatbelts. I mean, that's, that's the first thing. Yeah, the, it would be great if the airbags went off if necessary. Uh, right, God forbid. My, my precious face from smacking a window. Right, totally. And our children, <laughs> yeah. right? Side airbags and all that. Yep, yep. So, so this is why our firm addresses protection first in the financial planning scenario. Because bad stuff is going to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. No matter what. I'm reading a book right now, um, which is a collection of life advice from all these Pulitzer Prize winning authors and Nobel laureates and business owners. And these people have all these TED Talks. And one thing that's universal throughout the book in their life advice is that life is full of events that no matter what happen and they could have potentially devastating consequences. Absolutely. So my financial point here to bring it all back is that if we prepare for the worst first, right? If we protect first, we can ensure that our long-term goals won't be interrupted no matter what, mm-hmm. right? So 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 many people are consumed with well, what's going to happen tomorrow and the day after that, and perhaps that bill that's going to come in in, you know, with the college uh, acceptance letter in 15 years, but they don't concern themselves with protecting today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I submit to you that if we protect today and we insulate our assets, we know that our future plans will not be waylaid no matter what life event, whether it's a lawsuit, whether it's a sickness, an injury, or death. Got it. So homeowners, insurance, auto insurance, how do these types of things play into your planning? Right. So so we live, would you say that we live in America in a very litigious society? Absolutely. So, so unfortunately, the answer is yes. Back to the automobile. Not to, not to, you know, overplay it, but back to the automobile, you're driving on that interstate and there's an accident, your tire blows, for example, or you're in a crowded city and you hit a pedestrian and they get injured. What do they do? They I'll sue, sue you. Yeah, right. So, so what happens? Uh, well, hopefully my insurance covers whatever they're suing me for. Right. Hopefully. Up to the limit, however, in that underlying policy. Mm-hmm. So then what happens? So, so what if we have a contract, for example, an automobile policy that covers us for $250,000 per incident and then $500,000 in the aggregate? What if a lawsuit is seeking $5 million in damages? And let's say it goes to whether it's a, a, a bench trial or a jury trial, and you're found liable for $2.5 million in damages. What happens? Yeah, that's not good because it, obviously it's not going to be covered by the insurance. So I'm 
at that point I could lose my home. I could lose, obviously I'd lose any savings I've got, retirements, things like that. A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent correct. So your assets as well as your income are at risk, right? When, when I was practicing as, as an attorney, it was a normal occurrence that we would make motions to the court to attach someone's salary to fulfill a judgment. Mm. So, so the important, this is important, right? On our homeowners as well as our auto, although we're on the road more and we're probably more at risk in our cars. I don't have any statistics. I just, that's my hunch, <laughs> but in our homes as well, people can come over or they'll be in your yard. They can get hurt as well. And those people that have pools are a great example that there's a potential huge liability there if things are not properly protected and tended to. So, yeah, so to be clear though, think about I, that. Yeah, right. To be clear, I do not sell or handle property and casualty insurance. It's not a part of my business model at all. But I want to see everyone's coverage so I know what exposure my clients are up against. Because I cannot plan for tomorrow unless I know that today is protected. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's called excess liability insurance that can sit above both your homeowners and your automobile insurance. And I want to see all of my clients ask a property and casualty professional about that coverage and how to implement it. Yeah. And, and that's so important. I'm assuming you're alluding to umbrella insurance. Yes. Excess liability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I have a, a very large swimming pool in my backyard. It's wonderful. It's surrounded by concrete and there's all sorts of potential for injuries if somebody's, you know, screwing around or playing like we want to play at a pool. Right. So I get all that, but what other aspects of protection that you mentioned, do you, do you cover or, or think are the most important? So what, what, what would you say your most important asset is? Well, I, I do know the answer to this one and it's, it's me. Yes. Yeah. So most people tell me though, it's their house. Oh right? yeah. They say, oh, well, my house is the biggest asset or my business and, and, and they're close. They're warm. When they say their business, they're very warm, mm -hmm. but their greatest asset really any individual's greatest asset is their ability to get up every day and earn a living. Mm-hmm. So when we do a preliminary wealth building analysis for clients, if, if I just take an average client in their mid-30s or 40s, we see that their income, when we give a factor of about 2 to 3%, their income increasing over each year, it amounts to tens of millions of dollars in retirement. So your ability to continue to earn that income is by far your greatest asset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so what happens, Eric, if, if you're too sick to work? What happens to your savings? Yeah, it dwindles. It dwindles. Right. What happens to your 401k? It also dwindles with penalties, if I'm Either, not you know. or or it just stops, right? Or, maybe or, maybe you don't have to draw, yeah. but it just stops, yeah. right? Yeah. What happens to investments if you're too sick to work? Mm, I don't know. They just sit there, I suppose, and they hopefully right. gain. Right, right, absolutely, and 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 hopefully they gain. But if you have to draw on them, as you said before, then they will dwindle, right? Mm -hmm. So I often ask questions. Well, what will you live on? What will you, what will what will you qualify for in terms of Social Security? Have you looked mm -hmm. at that? Can you make mortgage payments? Can you continue to fund retirement, right? Because retirement's going to come no matter what, if you're sick or not sick, God willing, it will come. And then what does college look like? All of these plans that you had, do they just go up in smoke because you can't work? So, so we need to make sure that people are properly protected in that area as well. Yeah. And, and does, does health insurance cover, is there any way to have health insurance cover some of that? So, so, so there, there may be, right. So what we were just talking about was disability insurance, making mm, sure that you're covered for your own specific occupation and that you have a properly worded and defined policy. Health mm -hmm. insurance kind of goes hand in hand with that in that we also want to look at what your health insurance is pretty self-explanatory though. Health insurance, right? If you get sick and there's a catastrophic health issue, 
we can, as we know, wind up with hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills that mm-hmm. totally put your assets at risk. So we want to make sure that you have the proper coverage. You know what your coverage says. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Earlier in the podcast, pretty much at the very beginning, when we were talking about different types of protection, you also mentioned some legal documents. Um, how does that play into this? Yes. So legal documents are so important. Um, and I want to review them and I want to ask you what you think they say. I can't tell you how many times we talk about, well, what do your legal documents say? And I'm told they say this, this, and this. And then I review the documents, we come back to them and they don't say anything uh, mm-hmm. close to what the client thinks they say. Uh, and that's okay because that's why we have to revisit these things and and keep them in our vault and look at them and dust them off from time to time and make sure that they're living up to um, the standard that they're supposed to be living up to. So we'll walk through them and make sure that they provide the most protection offered, things like lifetime trusts, right? No outright distributions mm-hmm. if you have children, et cetera. But we'll go through line by line and confirm that, as I said, they say what they should say, or if they don't, help you get documents drafted that, that say the proper things. Yeah. And, it, and as good as that is that people are coming in with these documents and, and you're able to review them, I'm assuming that quite a few people come in and they don't have wills or the legal protection that you're talking about. How do you handle that? So, so that's a great point And that's true. And oftentimes I'll just ask why they haven't gotten the legal documents done? Like, is there, is there an issue that's preventing them from getting it done? And I will ask their permission to act as a catalyst to help them get those legal documents done because it's essential that your legal house is in order when we're talking about protection. Mm-hmm. Right? So if something right. happens, we want to make sure that those legal documents fulfill your wishes, that it's not le- left up to a probate court somewhere in New York or New Jersey or Connecticut or Florida, wherever you may be, as to how your assets get disposed. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not let them make those decisions. I, <laughs> there's a little lack of trust uh, that they're going to make the decisions that I want to, to have made. Um, so that being said, we, we talked about wills a little bit. That kind of leads into my next question. Uh, what about life insurance? I'm, I'm assuming most people would come to you with life insurance of some kind, but probably a lot of people don't come with the appropriate type of life insurance for the stage of life they're in. So, so, you know, it depends. So I see all different things, but many people actually have trouble discussing life insurance. And I understand mm-hmm. that it's that financial discussion that people tend not to want to have. But my role again is as an educator and something that we do is that we look at all the facts and we explain what's called economic or human life value. Do you know what human life value is? Well, on a dark side of this coin, I heard the value of a human life is around $40 million because of the parts, but that's not legal. So <laughs> I don't know what the true value of a human life is. What, what, what is that? So, so let's assume, we'll put a story to this. Let's assume, Eric, that you're crossing a busy intersection in a big city mm-hmm. and there's a truck driver that's also coming into the intersection. And let's say he works for a big Fortune 500 you know, cola company. And he's mm-hmm. texting and he's not watching the road like he should be. And he hits you, unfortunately, not to kill you off, but he hits you and he kills you, right? Mm-hmm. What's your spouse going to do? She's going to sue him, right? Or sue the company, that Fortune 500 company, as long as well as the driver, because the driver's what's called acting as an agent of the mm-hmm. company. And what what is she going to ask for in damages? A whole bunch, I hope. <laughs> I, I so hope how, you, no, you're right. It's, it's called the wrongful yeah. death suit, right? But how, how, wh- how are they going to come to a determination, a court of law, what your economic or human life value is? 
Well, I, I would assume that they would, any attorney would have to take into account my age, how many years uh, potentially I have to work, the job that I have, the salary I make, what I would be putting into retirement during all of those years, and the potential growth for that beyond. Exactly. So, so you said that very eloquently. And it, essentially, it, it's defined as a financial loss your family would suffer if you were to die today. Right. So there are factors that go into the calculation, whether you're a business owner or not. But basically, what you would have earned from today all the way through age 65, we'll, we'll assume. So, so to be clear, though, you're irreplaceable, right? No one can replace thank, thank the, the you're welcome. <laughs> no one can replace the emotional void that's left behind when, when a loved one dies. But when discussing it from a financial position, we want to look at the impact on your family should you unexpectedly depart today. Right? Can your family afford to stay in their current house? Can they service the mortgage and the taxes? Will the kids be able to stay in the same school district? If they're in private schools, how would that happen? How would we pay for that? What does college look like? Right, And you're not here anymore. The question often is, do you want your family to live as close as possible to as if you were? Right, Again, understanding that that emotional hole can never be repaired. Mm-hmm. But from a financial perspective, what do you want it to look like for your for your spouse and, and children? Okay, so that's that's a great explanation of what happens if you know I die and, and you're able to sue somebody that isn't re- that is responsible for your death. But what if it's just a what if I just die of, of possibly cancer or uh, I fall off my own roof? You know, from my own negligence. Do you? encourage people to get insured for that entire amount as well? So, so again, my role is to educate first. So it's a great question. So when someone understands what their human life value is, right? If I was no longer on this earth tomorrow, what does that look like in terms of dollars and cents to my family? That's my human life value. And then it's up to them to tell me how much of their human life value they want to insure. Some individuals want all of it and some just want a portion. Gotcha. So how, how do you help them make that decision? So again, it's, it's, it's a very personal decision and I give them the best advice I can, but it's really up to the individual client. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we'll do is we'll discuss what the right amount is for them. Of course, we look at all factors, cash flow, et cetera. And we discuss the different types and forms of life insurance as well. And from there, we can move on to other more exciting areas of planning. All right. So most of the protection seems like it's done now. So what, what do you do once that's complete? So once the protection is completed, completed, excuse me, we'll move on to the cash flow, which we'll probably address in another podcast, but you know, then we get into the exciting planning, cash flow, cash flow design. A little bit more fun, less morbid, maybe. Less morbid for sure. A little, a little, um, got to roll up our sleeves and, um, takes a little bit of work on the client side to come up with their cash flow. And then for me to check the numbers and make sure that the numbers they're representing are in fact, what it looks like in their life. And, um, you know, once we've had, once we've got protection covered, we don't have to go back to it. We've taken care of it. Yeah. And, and Becky, I know that this is a process that you build a relationship with every one of your clients uh, and you have to have a relationship to be able to talk about these types of subjects and, and walk them through this. So uh, how long does that normally take the, the protection phase? So it tends to take between two to three meetings. Some people, you know, after the first meeting, they say, oh my gosh, I'm so, uh, you know, underinsured here. Can you just handle this? Right. Please immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But it tends to take anywhere from two to three meetings, and then we can move on to to all the other nuts and bolts. 
onto bigger and better and more fun things. Yes. Well, maybe not bigger and better, but at least a little bit more fun, maybe. Yes, less morbid, as you said before. Yeah. <laughs> now, Becky, I, I know that we've covered a lot of these, you know, insurance and long-term disability insurance and all sorts of different things in the protection phase. But how many times do you see or how often do you see clients come in that work for a company that maybe provides them with some life insurance or some sort of a safety net or some sort of protection where it's just not enough. So, so I'd say that 95% of the people I see do have group long-term disability and group life insurance, which is awesome. And from there, it's, it's a great, great springboard, if you will, for us to kind of discuss, Hey, you have this, let's look at how it actually would play in your world. Gotcha. So, I mean, it, it could be, hey, this is a good foundation. This is a good start, but it only covers about 15 to 20% of what you truly want to have covered through our discussions, or maybe it covers 10% or maybe it covers 50%. Right. Correct? Precisely. Precisely. Everyone is different and, and definitions are very different, right? The paper that the insurance contract is written on is very different from company to company, as well as individual to group. So as a result, we have to be cognizant of what we have, who we have it with, all insurance is, is contractual. So it's only as good mm-hmm. as the contract that you're holding. Gotcha. Gotcha. And a lot of those, from my understanding, actually stop once you stop working at the company. That is, in fact, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's something they need to consider for retirement plans or, or job status changing and things like that. So, wow. Okay. Well, I, we, I think you've really covered it. I, a lot of great information. If somebody has some concerns or that, you know, they brought up some, or they've heard some things in here today that brought up some questions, how do they reach out to you? Uh, com. All right. Nice and easy. Just like that. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Live Clearly podcast with Rebecca Novin Cannon. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Becky comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Novin Cannon Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Live Clearly podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Rebecca Novin Cannon is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 52 Forest Avenue, Paramus, New Jersey, 07652, 201-843-7700. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian, Novin Cannon Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Noben Cannon Financial Group. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Noben Cannon Financial Group, LLC, and opinions stated are their own. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional 
personal regarding your individual situation. The Living Balance Sheet, LBS, and the LBS logo are service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America. Guardian, New York, New York. Copyright 2005 through 2019. Guardian 2019 78851. 